This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play Doctor Online, and I wanted to start off tonight's show by uh, doing a little clarifying of something I was talking about last week. I had a rather long segment talking about a uh, state senator here in Minnesota that, uh, I guess he successfully done it, uh, at least got it, in, it passed in the Senate, to, um, res- to be able to allow schools, public schools, to display In God We Trust within their buildings. Um, it would be privately funded. It's not mandated, but it would be allowed back in to schools or, or into schools. And I, my main contention with that was that it's the thin end of the, thin end of the, of the wedge, trying to work uh, God back into schools so we can start teaching kids about you know the religion he likes. And uh, and, you know, talked about that. I don't want to rehash the whole thing again. But um, And I did mention about school prayer. I talked about how that used to be in public schools. And at some point, uh, the you know, people who understood the Constitution said, wait a minute now, <laughs> we're not supposed to have a government that's endorsing a particular religion or not endorsing it. It's just supposed to be neutral about religion. Let people have whatever religion they have and practice it as they wish, but we are not establishing one. We are not requiring people to have a particular religion or a religion, anyone they choose. We're not, you know, this is not the job of our government. Uh, the job of our government is to represent all of its citizens and not all of its citizens believe in the same God. They don't all believe in just one God, and they and and there are a few that don't believe in any God at all. Okay, so, but um, I had mentioned that I, I wasn't sure as to what was the prayer that was being said in schools. I'm still not sure. Uh, I thought it might be the Lord's Prayer, and it might have been, uh, but I don't know. So I can't say that for certain. Uh, in the chat room last week. Uh, the, uh, those that were in there, uh, the regulars, they couldn't remember uh, exactly what it was. They don't even remember there being prayer in there. But we're, you know, we're of a certain age. We're kind of close in the range that maybe we just we just don't remember it, or it was out of schools by the time we were there. Who I don't know, whatever. But I did some researching. I looked to see what was the prayer said in school, and it doesn't appear as though there was a single prayer that was uh, uh, agreed upon in all the public schools when prayer was said in there. Uh, but there was 
in at least New York State, there was a prayer called the Regent's Prayer. And it's a, it's a rather, um, rather generic kind of prayer when it comes to religion. I'll read it to you uh, now. Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence on Thee, and we uh, beg Thee blessings upon us, our school, our teachers, and our country. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward, with these and thy. That's, that's always great, because it makes it seem more, I don't know, biblical, with these and thous and all that. I guess because of the Saint, uh, the King James version of the Bible, I think that has, uh, it might, I should not go out on a limb on these kinds of things, but I think I think the, the a lot of people prefer the King James version because uh, they, they, they feel that the language in it is a lot more po uh, poetic than uh, the newer versions of the Bible that there are. But um, but that's what it was, and that and eventually that was that was struck down. You can't sit, have kids saying that, um, you know, Almighty God, you know, <laughs> you know, um, you just can't. So that's the one I could find. The Lord's Prayer might have been a prayer said in schools. There might have been a different one that was specific to certain areas of the country. I don't know, but what I was able to find out was that uh, the Regent's Prayer was at least said in New York State until uh, the Supreme Court ruled that you you just can't do that. Um, some of this information I found out on a, a, a page uh, on the internets that was, uh, you know, it's, it's a Christian site and they would have little commentary on, on this kind of stuff. And they said, you know, geez, that's, that, that's so, this, this prayer is so innocuous. How could anybody be upset with this was part of their, you know, it's so generic. It's so so how could anybody be bothered by it? Well, you know, I, I'm an atheist, and it would bother me if my son was required to say this prayer every morning in school. Um, and then, and then they, they had some other things about rulings, and they said in there that uh, that the federal government recognizes atheism as a religion, and and therefore, uh, th because the position of the government is that it should not be in you know it should not it should be neutral when it comes to religion they're actually uh, um, forcing atheism that religion on the, the Christian majority of this country uh, please <laughs> um, you know it's it's I didn't come up with this saying I don't know who did but uh, atheism is like a religion the way not stamp collecting is like a hobby it's it's just not it's not a religion okay it's just I don't believe it's it's not even it's not even an active kind of thing it's just I don't believe you don't believe in the Easter Bunny do you is that a religion you know to not believe in the Easter Bunny you just don't okay um, I'll tell this little story I I know I've mentioned it in the past but it was a moment I had you know as long as I'm on the atheist talk. There was a moment I had um, years ago, uh, working at the office of the company that I can, that I still work for. Uh, in those days, the boss's wife would come in a couple times a month, and we would go over time cards. Uh, we've since worked it out where you know she had to take a couple of, you know, she had to take a part-time job to help make ends meet at home because <laughs> it's a rough business. I tell you, janitorial stuff. It's rough. It's hard. It's anyway. But I'm not going to bore you with those details. Uh, anyway, so. 
so now I pretty much do the time cards at the office, and the boss brings them home, and she double-checks them. And, yeah. But when we worked on them together, uh, she would come in, and we'd have these, we'd have chats and talk about this, that, and the other. And at some point, you know, the fact that I'm an atheist came up, and she's a fairly religious person, uh, Protestant, I think, I don't know, but Christian, you know, under that umbrella. Um, I don't know if she's a regular churchgoer, but you know, she, anyway. She so she would needle me about being an atheist, and I would needle her about being a, a believer, and that's that was it was kind and gentle. She'd ask me some questions about what I thought of this, and I'd ask her some questions about what she thought of that, you know, just to see. But I didn't try to convince her not to believe in God, and she didn't try to convince me to believe in him. So that that was that was fine, you know, that's fine. But there was one day when I was. Um, I, I used the I, uh, I don't know if Richard Dawkins was the first guy to do this, but but he you know he there was a time when he, I think when he wrote the um, whatever that book you know some atheist book that he wrote I can't even think what it was um, uh, I'm trying to think of it but I can't think it's not the God Delusion because I think that was uh, Christopher Hitchens it's but it was some other book that I know you're saying it out there and I can't think of it but uh, he was. Um, I think he was promoting that book, and he was he went on to Bill O'Reilly's program on Fox, and he tried to get Bill into this conversation, but Bill wasn't playing along. It, because what what Dawkins was doing, and others have done it, I'm sure, is uh, just ask a series of questions of, of someone who believes in, you know, let's say the Christian version of God, and you say, do you do you, I mean, do you believe in you know, Vishnu? You know, from the Hindu faith, do you believe in? And they'll say no. And do you believe in Thor, the the the, the god from the Norse religions from from the past? Uh, do you believe in you know Osiris? Do you believe in Zeus? Do you believe in yeah? And you'll get a bunch of no's. You'll get a bunch of no's and no's and no's until and you say, well, you see, you have experience being an atheist. You don't believe in any of those gods. You know, it's just an atheist just goes one more god to not believe in and it's the one you believe in you know as a, as you're a christian so that's what he tried to do with bill o'reilly but bill was he was being too i don't know he's just being too weaselly and so i i did a little bit of that with my, with the boss's wife i was doing on, i was working on that and i didn't know where it was going to go i didn't know what she was going to say so I, I I didn't have a response exactly ready except for well you don't believe in those I just believe in one less or one more God than you do yeah so I mean you do you know like I said you do know how to be an atheist you do know what it's like because you don't believe in them there's just one more to go <laughs> uh, but that's not where it went um, when I started bringing up Zeus. Odin, Thor, you know, when I start bringing up those gods, she just stopped and she says, well, that's mythology. And she looks at me, that's mythology. And I, I'm pretty happy with myself that I did this because I didn't skip a beat. I just looked at her and I said, well, it wasn't mythology to the people who believed in them. You know, just, the people who actively back then believed that Zeus was a god watching over them and throwing, throwing lightning bolts down at them when he was mad, and then all the other myriad gods that, that did whatever they did, those that prayed to them, that believed in them, sacrificed to them, or whatever they would do, if they, I don't know if they went to church, if there was a kind of a church thing or a temple thing that they went to, if they did, they, they, do, they did all that stuff. They believed, 
it was real to them. It was their faith. Well, how is that, you know? And so, so when I said it wasn't, it wasn't a myth to the people who believed in them, she had a look on her face that just, it, she, she paused and just went, that look that was saying, uh, uh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like in that moment, there was that much of a little thing. And I just, just looked at her and went, you see? Um, I don't think, I, she didn't you know, suddenly say, you know, you're right, there is no God. <laughs> and that wasn't my, that wasn't what I was attempting to do. It was just getting her to think about it from my point of view. And um, you know, if she, if they would have uh, sowed a seed, that would maybe turn into uh, an atheism thing for her. Well, okay, you know, I, mean, I, I, I think that the world would be a better place with more atheists, you know, a lot more people not living for a better life after they die, uh, living more for well, what we have right now. That um, would be better, don't you think? And I could be wrong. I don't know. I'll find out when I die, or I won't. Okay, so uh, this past week, this this thing came up, this phenomena came up, this. What do you hear? You know, it was it was this year's. Is it a blue black dress or a white gold dress? And it's uh, and you probably know what I'm going to talk about. It's the it's. Do you hear Yanny or do you hear Laurel? You know, what do you get? You know, what do you hear? And it was first, my wife was the first to alert me to it, except, um, you know, she sent me an email, but I hadn't seen the email yet. So, but she she sent it out, and she didn't, she didn't um, in her email, she said, this is, check this out, this is kind of weird, or something like that. And, um, you know, she didn't try to, you know, prime the pump or anything, and I'm not, and, and, and but by the time um, she'd sent it in the evening, and I didn't get to see it until the next day, and and that day in the morning I was heading to work. I put on uh, the, the sports radio talk station, and uh, the morning show, the national ESPN show that's on in the mornings. Um, what's it? Mike and Wingo it used to be Mike and Mike, but Mike left, but Mike is still there, so Wingo joined. So now it's Mike and Wingo, and they were talking about it. Now, I can't remember exactly how it went. I mean, there's a thing called priming the pump. You know, when, when, you're, when you're being primed to hear something. That's, that happens a lot when there's backward tracks uh, when, or when people are, who believe in ghosts and believe that uh, um, those uh, weird sounds that they pick up on their digital recorders or tape recorders when they're going around doing their investigating, quote-unquote investigating for ghosts, uh, they, they, they call it EVP, electronic voice phenomena. Uh, when they think they hear something, and then they, they they put that file up on the internets and say, "Here, this says, you know, I have that joke one where I said, I, you know, uh, you can clearly hear the ghost voice saying, get out.'" And then I say, it, it, I, "I, you know, I hear bread trout. I don't get it, but I hear it clear as day." Okay, that's making a, I was making a joke on the idea that this is interpretive. You know, this is, you know, it's what you think you hear, and when. When somebody puts one of these files up on the internets and they say, uh, you can hear the saying, you know, get out, uh, and then you listen to it, your, your, your brain has already been set up to 
listen for what it's supposed to hear. Uh, you should not do that. And so maybe, you know, my brain was set up to hear what I heard, and and you know, it's maybe I was a little primed to hear one of those responses, uh, one of those names uh, or words. I'm not sure. Is Yanni a name? Laurel's a name, but Yanni. Well, there's Yanni, but it's anyway. And so the internet had a lot of fun with it. It, it, it set up into two camps. It was maybe a debate. I don't know how, why. Why would you have a debate on this? This is just, you know, my ears are set up the way they're set up. My brain is set up the way it's set up. I perceive things a little differently than you do. We all perceive things a little differently than, differently than each other. Uh, and so what the blue, black, or white, gold dress phenomena, non, phenomenon, showed us was that we can't necessarily trust our eyes. We can't necessarily be sure what we're seeing is what we really are seeing. And now what the Yanni slash Laurel has shown us is that we really can't trust our ears. It's, there's, there's, I'll, I'll link to um, stuff that explains what's going on, gives a little bit of a scientific explanation. Uh, there's also a site that uh, what, uh, on the Mike and Wingo show, they, they talked about how the fact that, uh, you know, it's the, if you are able to hear the higher frequencies, if your ears are better for hearing higher frequencies, uh, especially if you're younger, um, you might tend to hear, hear Yanny. If your ears are more uh, attuned to the lower frequencies, you hear Laurel. Uh, okay, so that's how that works out. And generally, it says you get older, the high frequency stuff of your hearing, the high frequency range begins to go away. Uh, that's just natural. That's just how your ears go. And if you listen to a lot of loud music or you work around loud stuff, uh, it damage that damages your your hearing. Uh, but it usually takes it from the high end down. Um, I, I'm sure the low end uh, gets gets damaged as time goes on, but I know that uh, from what I've learned, what I understand, it's that high end stuff. Kind of it's, sometimes it's the first stuff that goes because it's I don't know because it's the smallest hairs that are in your ears that are picking up the vibrations, um, something like that. And um, so it's a good lesson. That you know, when somebody says, "I know what I saw," well, our blue-green, or I'm sorry, our, I'm sorry, our blue-black, uh, white-gold dress suggests that maybe you don't know what you saw. And now I know what I heard. Well, the Yanni Laurel suggests that maybe you don't know what you heard. It's hard to trust what these work. Um, so. Uh, I'll link to some stuff. There's a, there's a podcast you can listen to. It's called Squaring the Strange. It's a it's a, a podcast hosted by three skeptics. It's a skeptical podcast. Uh, they look at you know topics and and give it a, a skeptical look. And they what does the science say about this and that and that kind of stuff. It's uh, hosted by uh, Ben Radford's probably the best known of the three hosts. And I Celestia's the other one and Pascal Pasquel, uh, and I can't remember their last names. I'm sorry guys, but. Uh, um, uh, I, I, I made a mention of this uh, this phenomenon and how I react to it, what I hear, and I asked, asked a question on Facebook about it. And Ben Radford, who's a Facebook friend of mine, said, "Hey, you know, we just we just posted a podcast on this. You could have a listen, and maybe this will help in you know in what's going on." And so I'll 
I'll link to that. I'll try to remember to do that. And a link to another site that actually show has uh, where somebody had, uh, and lots of people have done this, but there's one that has a has several frequency changes for the uh, for these for this word. And I'll link to I'll link to that so that you can listen to them and just hear where you know the, the, the frequencies start to cut off the higher end and get lower and lower and where do you hear it now there's I don't know it's like a dozen on there most and I'll tell you what I hear when, from the very beginning I heard Yanny I you know when they play it it's just as it's as its normal way of playing it which is kinda hard to say what its actual sound is because you really need to go to the source where this came from but from what I've been hearing, on the unit, I always hear Yanny until it gets down to those low, lower frequencies. Where they cut out the high end and play just the lower frequency, then I hear Laurel. Uh, so there's several examples done on this page, like a dozen or so, maybe more. And most of them I hear Yanny. Uh, about four of them I hear Laurel. And there's two or three where I don't hear any word at all. I hear it just sounds like uh, E-O-E. Sounds like that, and and uh, there's a couple of the the Yanny ones I hear that I can catch just a hint of Laurel listening to it, and you know I haven't listened to it a lot to see if I'm if I if if I can you know get my brain to start hearing Laurel. I heard people talk about that. You know they heard they heard Laurel right at the beginning, and then as they kept listening, they could, they started to hear Yanny, and then they went back to hearing Laurel, and they start you know they they could do that. So maybe it, there's, it's just a, it's, our brains are complicated things, they're weird, they play tricks on you, perception is not, it's, 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 it's not, uh, it's not uh, exact. You're going to have, there's, there's, it's going to be different. It does, does, not every person sees the color red the same way. Yeah, so it's, so if you think you know what you saw, maybe you didn't. You think you know what you heard, maybe you didn't. Uh, actually, the word is what the re actual word is. It's Laura, uh, Laurel. Sorry, it's Laurel. Uh, some high school students in Georgia were uh, looking up the word for some school project on Vocabulary.com, which has uh, pronunciation uh, audio clips, and they noticed that some of them thought it sounded like the guy was saying Yanny. So that is they somebody shared it, somebody put you know put thing, and that's where it started going. But the word they were looking for is laurel. So um, I haven't gone to the vocabulary.com yet to check and see uh, what I hear from the direct source. And then it also depends on what speakers you're listening to. It, if you if you're listening on your laptop or you got good headphones, or it just it just depends on how you're going to hear it. So uh, it's interesting. And remember, just you just if you learn anything from this, just learn that you you can't necessarily trust everything you see or everything you hear. You have to you have to be careful. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's see. That's that's my talk on the on the deal. Oh, uh, I do want to mention that someone, a graphic artist, very good, very clever, had done a, a, an illustration, if you will, or a bit of typography, where they wrote out the word in script, where it looks like it says Yanny, and it looks like it says Laurel. I think it's brilliant. I think it's, I, I, it's, it's really cool that there are people in the world that are just that clever and just that talented.
And it's also really cool that I've got to... Wait a minute, i got to show my... Yep, I've gotten to my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm actually a little late for this break, but uh, sit tight. I'll be back. Uh, I promise. I do. I promise I'll be back. Other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. This message will self-destruct. We're scaring up a good time on your favorite radio station. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. To Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, um, be aware, alert, alert, there are black people having a picnic by a lake in Oakland, California. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of this story that came up. It's, you know, this is the, this is one of the Hmm. One of the benefits of the internet that these kinds of and the 24-hour news cycle, these kinds of stories surface where where most of us would never have even heard of them. And what's the story? Okay, well, out there in Oakland, California, uh, by one of their lakes, <laughs> which you know California is just well known for lakes. In fact, you know Minnesota folks. Some of them hold just a just a little bit of a gripe against uh, uh, Los Angeles, because in the nineteen fifties and uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly what year it was that it happened, either in the early sixties or late fifties, but 
in the 1950s, um, Minnesota or Minneapolis had a professional basketball team. Now we've got one again. We've got the Timberwolves, and <laughs> that's like not having a basketball team because <laughs> they haven't been worth a damn for a long, long time. Oh, sure, they made the playoffs last time. Big deal. <laughs> Won one game. Anyway, uh, well, I guess it's a step in the right direction. Who knows what can happen in the future? Who knows? But uh, anyway, back in the 1950s, we had a basketball team, or Minneapolis did, a professional team, in that same league. And they were actually champions. I mean, they were the champion team that we could point to. Now we can point to the, Minne- uh, the Minnesota Lynx, the, the, women's, uh, the women's NBA, uh, the WNBA team, because uh, they're you know, very dominant, and they've won a few championships, and that's awesome. But uh, uh, back in the 1950s, we could point to the Minneapolis Lakers. That's right, because, you know, Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken, the name itself means City of Lakes. Because Minneapolis has a lot of lakes. You see, it's it's not the capital of, but it's the biggest city in Minnesota. The land of 10,000 lakes, which is actually more like, I don't know, 15,000 lakes or something like that. There's a lot of lakes in this state. And it's when... L.A. took the Minneapolis Lakers away from us. I don't know why they moved out there. Who knows? When that happened, they kept the name. Now, that would happen in sports, you know, when the New York Giants, in baseball, when the New York Giants and the, New- and the Brooklyn Dodgers left New York and went out to California, they kept their names, became the Los Angeles Dodgers and the uh, uh, San Francisco Giants. They kept their names. They didn't change them. But... When the Washington Senators left Washington, D.C. and came to the Twin Cities, they became the Minnesota Twins. And it's more often than not now, I believe, that when teams go from one city to another, they don't take the name with them. They, they adopt a new name. Uh, it's not always the case, but it, I think it happens more often now because, uh, I don't know, marketing... But it just, you know, this, I mean, the L.A. Lakers should have been called the L.A. Highways or something, or the L.A. Earthquakes or the L.A. Smog, you know, because those are things they have. Or the L.A., I don't know, L.A. Suns or something. I, I don't know. But, um, it, you know, and that reminds me, I was just thinking, you know, we had a hockey team for a long time here called the Minnesota North Stars. Oh, and there's there's some hockey fans around here now. We've got the Minnesota Wild now, which is <laughs> it's kind of like having the North the the Timberwolves. I mean, come on. Oh, sure they make the playoffs, but they're always out after the first round. <laughs> so you know it's like so. But uh, but who knows what the future will bring? I don't know. Anyway, uh, we had this other hockey team called the Minnesota North Stars, and uh, they made the Stanley Cup uh, Finals twice. Uh, I think it was 1981, and then again in 1991. They lost to the New York Islanders in 81. They lost to the, Peng- uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins in 1991. Uh, and some t- you know, a couple of years after the 91 loss, uh, uh, the, the, the team, I think, was still called the North Stars, except their uniforms... They changed the style of their of their sweaters, 
Not jerseys in hockey. They're called sweaters. They changed the style of it so it just said stars. And there was the owner at the time was this fellow named Norm Green. Real slick hair backed kind of guy. Slick back hair. Seems kind of shifty. Something didn't seem right about him. We were a little nervous about him. And uh, uh, the the just calling them just the uniforms, just saying the stars on it. I don't think they ever went to the point of just calling them the Minnesota Stars. I think they always kept it North Stars, but it's hard to remember. And there's the the interstate highway I-35 that goes from uh, from you know Minnesota up here all the way down to Texas. The only thing is, the you know, the 35 north of the of the Twin Cities and then south of the Twin Cities was broken up, and it didn't have a complete all the way through. Now we have a we have a I-35 west and an I-35 east, and eventually they you know so that they hook up above north of the Twin Cities, they hook up south of the Twin Cities, but there was a little part in the middle there coming out of St. Paul that didn't quite work until finally at some point in the early 90s they hooked it up so from however far north i-35 goes I, I i i can't remember exactly i don't think it's duluth but maybe if it's for however far up that it goes all the way down the to dallas now it was unbroken and as soon as that happened it seemed like it shortly thereafter the north stars moved to dallas and just zoop, down they went to Texas, and they became the Dallas Stars. And then, after being down there for a couple few years, they won the Stanley Cup. So, well, we felt good for the players on the team because they were still players that we knew, but we felt it's like, great, great. We st and so we still don't have a cup here. And it's a very distinct possibility this year that a brand-new team to the league, first year in the league, the, the Vegas Golden Showers or whatever they're called, Golden Knights, might win a Stanley Cup in their first season? It's, 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 I, I, my general policy about teams in hockey that I don't root for teams that do not see snow, you know, that, that are in states or cities that see snow, that do not see snow regularly. You just, you just can't. That's just wrong. You know, the people, what is ice? Isn't that something you put in your drink? What do you mean your lakes freeze over? Really? And in California, they'd say, "What's a lake?" Anyway, um, generally that's my policy. But it's it's. But I do find the Golden Knights. I, I do find an interesting story. Uh, but it's just how how unfair is that? <laughs> how unfair? <sighs> what the hell was I talking about? Oh yeah, there are black people barbecuing uh, by a lake in Oakland, California. And some white lady got on her cell phone and she went out there and she starts and she calls the police. And she says, you know, and, and while she's on the phone with the police, another woman comes over to her and has her, she's filming, I know it's not the correct word, but she's filming this incident, and she's talking to the woman. She's got her, she's got her phone out, and she's doing the, why are, you, why are you doing this? I mean, what's, you know, essentially saying, what's, what's the problem? 
well, you know, they're not supposed to be using a charcoal grill in this area. This is not an area for charcoal grills. Well, you know, they've done it before, and even one of the guys, one of the uh, people involved that were having their little picnic, says, you know, we've done this in the past. We've done this for years. Other people have done this here. I, you know, you know, so, so this is a situation where, um, where the woman calling in was because the the news station that followed up on this report did find that she was technically correct that they were using a charcoal grill in an area that's not designated for them. But you know, there's the letter of the law, there's the spirit of the law, there's the. I mean, is this the is this the hill you want to fight on? Is this the one you want to die on? Is this really? Is it really that important? I mean, I understand if they were being a public nuisance, if they were being loud, or if they were uh, uh, keeping people from getting access to the lake, or if they were getting in front of traffic, or if they were littering, or things like that. But no, this is just a, a group of people, a family, and friends having a picnic. It's a nice day by the lake. What's, I? you know, it, it doesn't seem sure... They're, they're breaking the law or breaking the rules of the park. The police ended up coming, but they didn't, they didn't cite the people that were you know, technically breaking the rules. But because it's like, really, is this what we have to waste our time on? And, uh, you know, and, and the, 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 there's the question. Was this woman doing it because they were black? Would she have done it if they were white? If they were Hispanic? If they were Asian? Would she have done it then? You know, the part of me that wants to be fair to everybody wants to say, well, yeah, I think so. She, but, but the part of me thinks, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I, I, there were allegations made that the people got rough with her and, and all that. So I don't know how all that went. But I, it just seemed like, really, this is what you want to, you know, that's like the people that, you know, in traffic drive in the passing lane. They might be going the speed limit. They might be going a little over the speed limit, but they refuse to get out of the passing lane because nobody's supposed to be going as fast as that. I'm going the speed limit, or I'm already speeding. Why should I move over from? Because you're in the passing lane, asshole. Get out. And uh, <clears throat> I am related to somebody who <laughs> I've taken the task for doing this. I don't think I've stopped them, but really, you get out of the way. It's, it's not your job. To police how everybody else drives. Now, if somebody's driving recklessly, uh, you certainly you know go over, get pull off at a rest stop, and call it into the state troopers and tell them the license plate in the car and let them know which way they're going. Sure, do that. I wouldn't have you calling them while you're driving. If you have a passenger, they can call them fine. But but you know if you're this was advice given to me by a friend of mine many years ago in my early days of driving. And I don't know if it was something, if I complained about something or how it came up. But he told me, he said, if you're on the freeway and you're in the left-hand lane, it's two lanes, three lanes, however many lanes there are, you're in the left-hand lane. That's the passing lane. He says, it doesn't matter how fast you're going. If the person behind you wants to go faster, you get out of their way. You don't sit there. You get out of their way. He's, you know, he was telling me because you'll be a lot less aggravated about it. Just get out of the way. And there are some states where you're not even allowed to just drive in that lane. That lane is only for passing. You don't go in that lane unless you're passing. There are some states that are like that. And I hope 
some of these people from Minnesota, because it seems to be their thing, that like to plant themselves in the passing lane, do that in one of those states where they're, they're not supposed to be driving in it, and I hope they get tickets. I hope the tickets aren't that expensive, though. That'd be, I don't want people to have financial hardships. So, okay, so in, in, and I was reading this article about this incident, and the person who wrote it said that, uh, you know, white people, be more like this white woman that went and confronted this other white woman. Because the woman that came up with the camera and said, why are you doing this? She was a white woman. But what that person didn't mention was that the woman was, a, was married to one of the guys that was having the, the cookout. So she has a little bit of a vested interest, and she might also have a little more of an insight as to, you know, this what kind of things that African Americans deal with in our country. She might because she's married to one, she might see more of the stuff and hear more about it than other white folks that aren't, you know, aren't that close to that community, to that range of our country. So it's so it was it was good of her to really you know put this out there and say, look, you know, let's you know you don't have to. To complain about this necessarily. Uh, fortunately, nothing. Like I said, the police came, but nobody was arrested. Nothing major happened. Nothing. No big problem there. Uh, but what did come out of this was some interesting things, uh, which I'll talk about when I come back from my next break, which is the one I'm going to take right now. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'll have a little more to talk about this stuff I found kind of interesting. Um, uh, so I'll be back. Hang, sit tight. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Warmer weather in Minnesota means deer ticks are now feeding in a wooded area near you. Fight the bite. To avoid Lyme and other diseases from deer ticks, use tick repellent. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. I'm a paramedic, and it may sound silly, but a lot of people are afraid to call 911 when they're experiencing uncomfortable pressure, fullness, squeezing, or pain in the center of the chest. Instead, people risk permanent damage or death because they're afraid they might get a lecture. To learn more about heart attack warning signs, call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit us on the web at AmericanHeart.org. Station identification. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ZTalkRadio.com. See, I told you I'd be back. Uh, you're Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, so out of this 
this incident, which, like I said, this is cool about the internet that we're we're learning more about this. The twenty-four hour news cycle. We're learning more about these stories. We're seeing this happening. It's caught on video. It's it's that something that just can't be said. Wow, it can't be that bad. Oh no, I guess it can be that bad. Um, so what was one of the side benefits of this story is that it was a meme generator. This, the image of the woman on the phone, she's got sunglasses on, she's wearing a hoodie, and she's on the phone, and this image of her has been cut and pasted into all kinds of pictures. You know, there's a there's one with her. Uh, there's a scene from the, the the Black Panther movie. There's a scene with you know, there's all black folks in there, and there's down in the corner, there's this woman on the phone. Uh, there's a there's a shot from uh, uh, the the series Good Times, where the family's all hugging at the end of the show, and there she is standing in the corner on the phone. Uh, there's a there's a picture of. Um, uh, President Obama in the in the in the Oval Office, and she's outside the window. She's on her phone. It's just it's great how this thing how it's gone around. It's it's how it's easy to do that now. I'm I I don't know what how this is going to end up because this woman might you know be you know well she you know, there I've seen some stuff where they're saying this is who she is because she was anonymous and all that, and I don't know if that's who she actually is. I've seen the stuff going around on the Facebook. I don't like that idea of doing that. Because uh, this woman, I mean, if it is her, she's going to get a lot of, you know, she's probably getting a lot of harassment. If it's not her, then it's some innocent woman getting a lot of harassment. And I, you know, I don't, I, who knows? You know, it's, I mean, because, anyway, <laughs> it's, the woman was, you know, she was pot committed. I mean, she was, once she was on the phone, she couldn't just say, you know, and the woman says, look, it's not, well, it actually is illegal for, or against the rules from the, the barbecuing here. But the, the other woman that was coming said, well, what's the problem? What do they do? And, you know, if she would said, you know, you're right. It really isn't a problem. You guys are fine. <laughs> and then hung up and said, you know what? Go, yeah, it's, forget it. I'll just forget it. You guys are fine. You guys always clean up anyway. And it's just, you know, if she reacted that way, okay. But she didn't. She doubled down, and she couldn't. She couldn't back down from her position. It's hard for people to do that. It's hard for them to admit that they're wrong, or, or modify their position and say, you know what? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. You know, yeah, yeah. Never mind, police. Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. And, but okay. So, so I don't know how this is sitting with her. I'm sure it's not sitting really well. But I've seen these images come around, and there's one. Um, that I thought was brilliant, and it's it, it doesn't depict her in it at all, but it's it's brilliant because it turns the situation around. Uh, whoever came up with the idea, fantastic. Ten points to you. They took a picture of an image of a, of a of a of a black man on his cell phone, almost posed in the same way that. That, uh, that this, this white woman was was posed, and cut and pasted it and put it into an image that was pulled from the opening credits, the opening titles, whatever, of the TV show from the 90s, the show Friends. Remember, that was the one where they're all frolicking around in a park, and at some point they're all dancing around inside a public water fountain. Now, that's certainly breaking some rules. And so they have a still of that shot of them playing in it, and this and this this black dude on his cell phone. I thought that was fantastic, because it really says a lot. 
it turns that thing around and it really nails it down see see these white folks they really are breaking some rules here and risking their lives or, or at least you know risking it you could fall down in that fountain and hurt yourself and then the city could be open you know they'll sue the city because why did you guys let us play around in your you know whatever i thought that was great I that was great so I'll, I'll put all this stuff on the show notes over at dimland.com click on the blog option you can get to it and incidentally you can you can subscribe to Dimland Radio on iTunes. I put the show up there, uh, so you can do that there, or you can follow on Podbean. You, or it's an and/or situation, or you can see if you can find Dimland Radio on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so please do that. And if you do like the show and you like listening to it, and you think other people might like listening to it, mention it to them. I'm trying to expand my audience a little bit. People told me years ago, get on iTunes. At least you'll expand your audience. Well, it's taking its time, <laughs> but. Um, you know, if, if you do that and leave a good review and five stars, that'd be cool. So, you know, you don't have to. I'm not asking for any money, although if you do have some spare money laying around, like, <clears throat> you know, email me at drdim, uh, drdim at dimland.com, D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. Let me know if you got some money just laying around going spare. Well, I can help you. Take it. Use it. Okay, uh, um... I have a oh oh good good before I run out of time, I certainly have to uh, uh, get to one of these. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, it ought to be uh, because it's my pedantic moments. They're always good. Well, some are better than others, but uh, you know. Um, anyway. I've been noticing this. I've been watching a lot of, uh, of the hockey playoffs on my laptop. I get to watch them on the, my laptop, and I've been watching a lot, and I see the same ads. <laughs> the ad breaks, same ads over and over and over. And there's an ad for uh, the evil product called Roundup, you know, that, that weed killer product that's evil because it has something to do with Monsanto or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, folks, let's settle down. But what it is, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a weed killer. And it comes in this plastic bottle, and it has uh, you know the little hose, and you pump up the the bottle. There's a little thing you can pump up, and then and then you use the hose, and it's got an applicator that you spray onto the onto the weeds. And what it's got is it's got this tube with a sort of a cone shape at the bottom, or a little little I don't know dome shape it's at the bottom of it. And the sprayer is inside there. So when you spray, what you do is you put this little cup cap dome cover thing over the weed that you're spraying on you put it over that and it directs the spray right onto the weed and it keeps the 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 overspray from getting onto other plants in the in your garden or in your yard so you just you do that and you just direct it right onto the weed so it's a more of a direct kill see and in the commercial which is done through animation uh, and it's done rather simply. It's a black line on a white background, most of it. There's some color in it when they show the logo for the bottle and all that kind of stuff. But, but mainly, it's just black line on a white background, uh, stylized-looking nice flowers, and stylized-looking uh, mean weeds in between the flowers. And they show the, the you know, the purse. They show a hand or something holding this the applicator thing and putting it over the tops of the weeds and spraying them. It shows that happening. Right, so it's 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 demonstrating while the voiceover is telling you how you how it works, and underneath 
the illustration, the animation, the cartoon, underneath there, it's, it's the word dramatization. <laughs> what, really? This cartoon isn't isn't really happening this isn't reality this is this is a what this drawing isn't what's going on in real life this is a dramatization no that's not possible is it <laughs> i see that it's yeah i mean oh god the lawyers <laughs> i have a movie recommendation uh my wife and i just watched this movie on mother's day and it's called Mother. I say it like that because it has an exclamation point at the end of the of the mother word. Uh, this came out last year, I believe, and it's written and directed by Darren Aronofsky. And he writes, uh, he makes some very dark, um, disturbing films. I haven't seen all of his work, but I've seen a number of his pictures. And uh, he 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 can he can you know mess with your mind in his films. Uh, there's there's one in particular, Requiem for a Dream, uh, and it's about uh, a group of uh, it's, it's it's main three characters are young people in their twenties or something, and I'm telling you, you know, I told Amy, I said these three people are so beautiful. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember who they are. Jennifer Connelly's one. One of the Wayans brothers is another, and I can't think of the other. Is it Crudup? It might be him. I don't know. This three. And then Ellen uh, Bernstein is in the film. Bernstein? Bernstein? Uh, she's in the film. Bernstein? Uh, she was in uh, The Exorcist. She played the mother in The Exorcist. Well, she's in the film. She plays the mother of one of these characters. Uh, and and she's also... Uh, all of them are on drugs of some sort or another. And it shows how their lives are just destroyed by the drugs. And it's very... It's it's very well done. It's very dark. And it's it's... So a bit surreal, uh, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Mother came out last year, and it stars uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Javier Javier Bardem, uh, Ed Harris is in there, Michelle Pfeiffer is in there, uh, Donald Gleason is in there, Brian I think his name is Brian Gleason, which I think is Donald's brother. I know it's Donald's brother, uh, and um, Kristen Wiig has a small part in that, and you know how. I've talked about how Hollywood likes to uh, have uh, uh, overuse people's names in TV shows and movies. Well, this one, nobody's name is mentioned, and it, it, and some films do that. They don't mention a name. You you get through it and you think, wait a minute, nobody ever said anybody's name in here. What's the name? Well, once you see the credits for the film, you'll you'll understand some of what's going on here. Now, the film is a bit frustrating. It's a bit confusing, but it's supposed to be. It's, I, I think it's, it's supposed to have that reaction from the viewer. And um, it's, it's, it's a biblical story. It's an allegory to the Bible. Uh, uh, Bardem plays a poet who has writer's block. And he, you know, and, and his young wife, um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, played by Jennifer Lawrence, uh, you know, they're, they're isolated in this old house that she's, built, she's fixing because it had been in a fire. And it's it's it has some odd elements to it, some uh, supernatural elements to it, and it, you know these people come into it. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is the star, and she is she is the central focus of the film, and she is seen throughout. She's practically in every shot, not exactly, but 
very many of the shots in the film. She and the way she's filmed, uh, the camera most of the time the camera is no more than two feet away from her, either directly looking at her face or looking at her back of her head. And so you, if you're looking at her face, you see a little bit what's going on behind her. If you're looking at her from the back of her head, you see a little bit what's going on in front of her. But you're 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 tied into her because you really are supposed to see this film the way she's seeing stuff going on. And she doesn't know what's happening. She doesn't know why her husband's allowing certain things to happen that happen. She, he's not very forthcoming with information to her. He doesn't seem to acknowledge her. It's, it's, it's so she feels that frustration. You're supposed to feel it too. And the only times, and I noticed this, uh, the only times you see her at a distance most of those times, it's the camera is looking into another room. She is in another room from where the camera is. And virtually every time you see a distant shot of her, there's a door frame or an archway in, that you can see the frame of it around her. Uh, sometimes it's close to her, sometimes it's a little farther to her, you know, it, but it's there. You can see it. So it's an interesting choice there. Uh, it, it, it's... It, it's she's not treated well. She's not treated well psychologically, emotionally, and physically. She gets, you know, there's some pretty rough stuff that happens in there. Uh, it's it's not overly gruesome in its violence, but it does have some fairly gruesome moments. But I'm telling you, Amy and I watched it, like I said, on Mother's Day, and we both liked it. it this movie was not very popular in the theaters. It did not get, you know, the, the audiences did not flock to it. Um... I think they were probably just you know, too frustrated by the frustration they were supposed to feel <laughs> watching the movie. Uh, but I talked to Amy the next day and when I got home from work. And I was talking to her. She said, you know, I've been thinking about that movie today. And she said, me too. You know, it's like, and it doesn't happen very often where I, where I find myself going back to a movie I just watched and thinking about it the next day and maybe the day after and the day after. So I'm telling you, it's, it's worth your while if you're into kind of dark... A little surreal, uh, frustrating, and confusing, but it does. It comes together, and as you think about it afterwards, it comes together even more. Um, if you're, if you, if, if you can have that, and it looks beautiful too. It's, it's the cinematography is great, and the acting and the performances are great. And and Jennifer Lawrence, if you're going to be looking at somebody's face uh, for the uh, for the for that much of the movie, it doesn't hurt that it's hers. <laughs> You could do worse. Uh, and she has this interesting nose. I always thought her nose was interesting. Anyway, so check out Mother! <laughs> I've got three cool things. Uh, one of them I've already talked about, the, the Yanni Laurel thing. I think that's that's cool uh, in the way it shows how your brain works, how it doesn't work, uh, how perception works, and how you you got it. Like I said before, you you just can't necessarily trust it. Uh, it's that it, that's you know I mean when you start thinking about eyewitnesses in, in jury trials, you know in court you know, criminal and, and, and civil cases when you have juries and you have witnesses, you know it, you really it's really difficult to put a lot of weight on what the witness says because our perception is so bad and our memory is so terrible and all that kind of stuff. Uh, number two, uh, I got a gift uh, just out of the blue from uh, uh, from my wife and my son. Uh, they went out to Half Price Books and they spotted this, uh, Hayden spotted it, uh, VHS tape 
of uh, of the Minnesota Twins, simply the best. And it was a it's a uh, I don't know how long it is, but it's uh, uh, an examination of the 1991 season for the Minnesota Twins. Now we do have a VHS player, so we we've got a VCR along with the DVD combo thing, so I, I can watch. VHS tapes, and I don't mind that it's not the greatest picture, but you know, because it's just you know that's how it is. But um, it does the highlights of the season and and some of the lowlights of the season. This was after the 1990 season. The Twins came in last place, and then they ended up coming in first place uh, at the end of the 91 season, and when went into the uh, the playoffs, so they met the uh, the Toronto. Uh, uh, Blue Jays in the American League Championship Series and they beat them in five games and they went on to the World Series and beat the Atlanta Braves in seven games in one of the greatest World Series ever played with a, one of the greatest Game 7s ever played, a pitcher's duel. I know those of you that don't understand baseball and don't understand why a pitcher's duel could be so so great, but I'm telling you, Jack Morris's performance in Game 7 was absolutely fantastic. If I was ever to meet Jack Morris, I would say thank you for Game Seven. <laughs> that's what I would say. And uh, and so that's number two of the cool things. But number one is related to number two, and that is during that watching that, uh, I saw that the uh, it was possible for the Twins to actually beat the Yankees, the goddamn Yankees. They could actually beat them. They could beat them in Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium, and they beat them at the Metrodome. They beat the Yankees, and I thought, that is cool. Why can't we go back to those days? Sure, the Yankees had a drought. Uh, they had some rough years during the 80s and into the 90s. They had some, they had some rough times, but still... It's nice to see the twins actually beat them. Ugh. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Okay, the end of another show. Uh, be skeptical and remember that uh, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. If you hear Yanni, Yanni or if you hear Laurel, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It's just how it works. But it, the word is actually Laurel. That's what it actually was. But still... <laughs> Uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons, and I'm reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network.
And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going to hell. hell.